All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast. Uh, we have a great guest today, Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan. You can listen to him 2 to 7 Central Time in Dallas on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, he is also a draft expert and a Cowboys expert. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm great. I fixed my hair for this, so I don't know if this is just audio only. People won't get to see the flow. But, oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, we're video now. No, you're, you're gonna get, everyone's going to get to see the full flow. Let's go. Let's yes. go. Yes. All right, Jeff. So the Cowboys in free agency, they've addressed the safety position. They've addressed defensive end, defensive tackle. Um, the couple of the players they target, uh, they signed in. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got this. At safety, J-Rome Curse and um, DeMonte KZ. They also signed Keanu Neal, who could also slot in at linebacker. And then for defensive end, they've signed Bash, uh, Terrell Basham. And at defensive tackle, Brent Urban, as well as Carlos Watkins. So for all that, how do you think the Cowboys have done in free agency so far? Uh, I think some people are going to hate it because they didn't sign big names, but I actually think that this is what free agency is for. Like if they wanted to do something with some people's contracts to bring in bigger names, they could have. And if you don't like that, they didn't, that's cool. But to me, free agency is for need and the draft is for value. So in free agency, the Cowboys knew they needed at least one more rotational edge guy. They needed help at defensive tackle they needed uh, at least one safety, and they added one, two, or three, depending on what you want to call, Curse and uh, Neil. And I think that's, that's the name of the game. The name of the game is build a roster so that if you had a game this Sunday, you could play it. The Cowboys could go play it now. Right. They probably need another corner. But outside of that, I think they could go play. And so now when you roll up and it's your time to pick, you're not totally forced to do anything. So I think in free agency, while the names aren't very sexy, it's mission accomplished because now you are freed up that in the draft, you can pick the best player available. No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, they, they, like you said, they can go play now and that's, that's all you want. You want to be able to feel the team, however the talent is and, you know, be able to go out there and compete. And I think if, even if they weren't to take a corner, which obviously they're going to take a corner, they're going to take a lot of positions, but even if they, even if the draft didn't exist, they could go and, you know, feel the team right now. And, you know, that's all you want. Like you said, need is need is the big thing of free agency. So And they and they oh, will yeah, yeah, like they're gonna draft a corner and they're probably gonna draft a corner early. And oh, they yeah. might draft multiple corners. But, you know, the the point is is that you don't have to. Right. If you needed to, you can survive with Cheeto, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown. And the depth behind them is kind of yee. It's practice squad guys that played last year and Reggie Robinson, who hasn't played NFL corner really. Um, so they still need one. I would, I wish they would have signed one more, even if he's just a jobber. Um, I wish yeah. they would have signed one more. But yeah, corner is going to be the one spot where they're definitely gonna, safety, they're going to pick one too. Demonte KZ, I mean, his guaranteed money is one tenth of what Haha Clinton Dix was guaranteed a year ago, and he didn't even make the team. So they're picking a safety too. But yeah, they're, they're, capable of play jeff i think i need to correct you i think you brought up chidobe wuzie and i think he signed with the Bengals. apologies right? Diggs, <laughs> brown lewis no Sorry. you're good you're good I, no I you're good corner I'm, I, 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 I'm just glad it happens to the best of us that makes me feel a whole lot better right now we all, all right. fart <laughs> we all do we do um so i'll get into the drafts by starting off with the niners they traded up to three uh from 12 with the dolphins 
who then proceeded to go from 12 to six with the Eagles, uh, giving up a first round pick in the process. So we've heard all the talk all week. Uh, my buddy actually here is a Niners fan. So he's been talking about, oh, it's not Mac Jones, not Mac Jones. And I know you feel the same way. Um, why is it Justin Fields? Okay, so I think it's not Mac Jones just because I, I just can't believe it because I watch them. I study yeah. these guys. And, like, I don't want to kill Mac Jones because, yeah, you can still win in the NFL by reading a defense and throwing an accurate ball. But teams that are picking in the top five, man, they are looking for a ceiling that's super-duper high. And Justin Fields, first of all, he's got a whole bunch of people, I have no idea why, lying about the player that he is. Like, that he can't get past the first read, which is crap. He had the highest uh, quarterback rating after his first read in all of college football last year. He, like, and then it's the, ah, but he's an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, Ohio State quarterbacks used to get 60% of their yards on yards after catch on these stupid little crossers. Justin Fields is, I think he's near 70% in the air. Like, he's throwing the ball downfield way more than Mac Jones, way more than Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence are just running RPOs and throwing freaking slant routes. Justin right. Fields out here dropping dimes, and he runs a 4-4. Um, so, like, if anybody says he's not accurate, that can I cuss on here? That's yeah. not true. Um, it's not true. He, he's – if he's cuss. not – You can cuss. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Okay. It's bullshit. Like the idea that one Justin Fields doesn't get past the first read is bullshit. The idea that he's not an accurate thrower is bullshit. Like J Justin Fields is a more accurate thrower than Trevor Lawrence and it ain't close. I agree. So like if, if the 49ers are really going to pick Kirk Cousins number three overall. Okay. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's a smart guy, but like that's, you know, Kirk Cousins is limited mobility, limited arm. He can read a defense and he can throw the ball. And that's what Mac Jones can do. But you want more than that. And I think Kyle Shanahan wants more than that. So there's a ton of really plugged in people that are saying Mac Jones. And I'm just going to call all of them liars. And when Mac gets picked third, I'm still going to deny it for a week or two. And then I'll come around. You're still going to believe that they're going to somehow flip Mac Jones and, and, and yeah. still trade for somebody else. Because yes. this can't be the pick. I agree. No. I agree. No. I've been on the Justin Fields hype train for forever. I've, I At one point, when before this whole um, – before, I think – January, I was talking about maybe he should even go number one. I thought that there was even a possibility at one over Lawrence. I thought he was that good. So that Alabama championship game tape, it just it just doesn't lie. Like he he just balled out. The dude just showed a lot of things that most quarterbacks in this draft just do not have. Oh, oh, and the latest bullshit on Justin Fields is like that he doesn't work hard and he doesn't oh, yeah. care enough. Yeah. Yep. You mean the guy who saved the Big Ten season by himself? Yeah, doesn't right, care? exactly. And the guy who, with broken ribs, put six touchdowns on Clemson? That, that's the same guy that yeah. doesn't care? Yeah. Kiss my ass. Justin yeah. Fields is a baller. There should be a bigger debate at number one than there should be at number three. Yeah, oh, I agree with uh, – you're preaching to the choir. I've been, t I've been telling my buddy this since – since January, I, I think Justin Fields is it. I, I think he is the best quarterback in this draft. No, no offense to Trevor Lawrence, no offense to Mac Jones, no offense to Trey Lance. I think he literally has the potential to be the number one quarterback, possibly even in last year's draft, if we're being honest. I mean, he's, he really is that good. It's true. He's a baller. All right. So with those trades, uh, the Dolphins went back from 12 to six. Um, you you got to think they're taking an offensive weapon. You got to think they're looking at uh, Jamar Chase. They're looking at Kyle Pitts. They're looking at Jalen Waddle, right? 
Yeah, and I think that's the part where for Philly this might work out because I do believe in the nerd stuff when it comes to the draft. Like, on average, if you trade back, you're winning. So, like, the nerds when Miami goes down to 12 are like, hey, really good decision. And then when they come back up to six, they say bad decision. But I think Chris Greer and Miami, like, they have so much draft capital from Laramie Tunsil. They got, like, they got picks everywhere. So, if you realize that, hey, who are you going to pick at three? And let's just say it's Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. That's who they were going to pick. Right. They're like, hey, we could move back, pick up an extra one, and still get our guy. Then that, to me, that's smart. Go get your guy. And in theory, Philadelphia's move is smart, too. Because they moved back and they picked up an extra first-round pick, the only problem is I think Philadelphia should desperately want an offensive weapon too. And at 12, I think it's totally possible that Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, that you lost them all by going from 6 to 12. So for Philly, maybe it works out. Maybe something. Maybe they want a corner. Maybe they'll end up with J.C. Horn. I don't know. But um, – and that could hurt Philly. I love what Miami's doing. Miami knows the value of adding picks, but they also believe in their scouting department and identifying talent. So they're going to get the guy they were going to get at three and they get an extra first round pick. Yeah. They smart. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's lost in it. In all this, when they traded down originally, they got the, this first round pick, the 12th, and then two other ones. And they only used one of those to get up to six. So they still come away with another first round pick. And we all know that, uh, so who they tra- they trade with the Niners? So right, so the Niners it's the Niners first round pick, right? That they still have. They'll have the Niners and hold on. So they were at three. They moved to t- initially they moved to twelve. Yes. And then they traded with Philly, right? Yes. So it'll be a 49ers one later. And then what was the other one? They also probably still have one from Houston. Yeah, that might have been the, the other Tunsil one. Yeah. Was multiple ones. My, so, guess, my guess is if, if, if I had to guess that they would have traded the Niners first round pick that they got because it would make more sense to keep the Houston Texans pick if, I mean, we probably assume the Texans are going to be pretty bad so that they would, that would mean possibly another top five pick next year, which would be absolutely insane for the Dolphins. I mean, they, they are, I've never seen an organization rebuild so quick. I mean, last like to go from last year to being so close to the playoffs to now, basically possibly being on the edge of competing for a Super Bowl if they if they hit this draft right. I mean, they got all the talent if Tua takes that next step. As long as Tua can play. Yeah. And Otherwise, you're going to – because if it turns out that Tua's not very good and you're going to look back at this draft and be like, guys, remember when we had a top three pick? It tends remember to take Justin Fields, yeah. Yeah, remember exactly. when we could have had Justin Fields? Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked Tua in the draft. Um, I just – I think his rookie year kind of got overlooked because Justin Herbert was so good yeah. that I'm watching Tua and I'm like, is he very good? And I think I'm just cheating him because Herbert was so awesome. Herbert just set the world on fire. I, I, he came – honestly, I, I had no expectations for Herbert coming into the year. He, I thought Tua was going to explode and Herbert just – he surprised a lot of people. He really did. He was better in the NFL than he was in Oregon. Yeah, that's I, true. I did not see that coming, but yeah. here we are. All right, so this is what we came to talk about, the Cowboys. We are picking right now as it stands 10th overall. We've talked about Caleb Farley. We've talked about Patrick Sertan. Obviously, Caleb Farley with his injury issues, probably not going to be a top 10 pick. No, he's not going to be a top 10 pick. Let's get that out of here. So it's J.C. Horn now that steps into the conversation. But I know you are a huge fan of Team 50 Burger and Kyle Pitts. 
So I'm going to lay out a couple of scenarios here so we can kind of go from there. So let's start with scenario one. The Cowboys take Sertan or J.C. Horn at 10. How do they approach the second and the third pick, uh, their second and third round picks? Uh, let's see. If you knock out corner in the first round, then my guess would be that the second round, they're thinking safety. And it depends how it goes. Because, again, I think when you look at their roster and what they've done in free agency, DeMonte KZ is coming off of a torn Achilles, and he makes basically no money. There's no guarantee he even makes the team. So I would think if corner goes first, you could hone in on what happens with where does Trevon Merrick go, where does Richie Grant go, do you make a move to try to go get one of them. Uh, Maybe they like Javon Holland. I don't, but maybe they do. Um, I would start thinking safety is their second round pick, but the Cowboys also love drafting edge rushers. So if the right guy's available, I would be thinking about that too. Please give me Carlos Basham. Give me my guy Boogie. Um, You know, offensive tackle too. Yeah. It's all, for me, it's all over the place because I love the value on so many guys in the second round. Like if you could get Alex Leatherwood or Liam Eikenberg and they're tackles, so they may go faster than that. Um, I'm basically playing a game of where does Merrick go? Where does Richie Grant go? Where does Christian Barmore go? Where does Boogie Basham go? Where does Alex Leatherwood go? Liam Eikenberg. And like, I'd be looking at, three or four different positions and just seeing which one has the best player available fall to me right linebacker although apparently my guy jamin davis is moving way up for everybody maybe my guy nick bolton could fall to 44 um i love the pick at 44 i don't know who it's gonna be i just love the players in that range i want all the picks no between like 30 and 70 i want all of them and this is this is where I think I can maybe indulge you in that. So let's say there's been a couple teams brought up if the Cowboys decide to trade down, the Patriots being one of them. Um, and I think someone brought up the Bears. I don't know how realistic that is, but the Bears at 20 coming up possibly, say if one of the quarterbacks is there. So my, I got a couple questions. This is a two-parter. First off, what would the return need to be for the Cowboys to consider? And then if they do – trade back and they get what they need what are how can the cowboys go about attacking the second round now now they probably would at least pick up at least one other second round possibly two second round picks if it's the bears so okay let's go new england first because they're at 15 and i think they're at 46 so Mm -hmm. if it's new england they would be coming up most likely for a quarterback so like it's 15 and 46 technically that's quote too much whatever you want your quarterback or not i mean um, because i can hang up and to me that changes everything because if you could still get say jc horn falls and you i don't know if that's falling but you can pick your corner at 15 and then you have 44 and 46 well, then I can go back over the same sort of names, except now I get two of them. Holy cow. Isn't this amazing? Amazing. Like, would you rather have Patrick Sertan at 10? And this may be cheating to take Richie Grant to 44, but I'm going to do it. Sertan and Grant, or would you rather have J.C. Horn, Richie Grant, and Boogie Basham, or and Alim McNeil? Uh, or Jabril Cox, LSU linebacker, whatever, or another corner, uh, Melifon Wu, or Aaron Asante Robinson, Samuel. whatever. Asante Samuel. I, I love Asante player. Samuel, yes. Yeah, you get an extra player. Yep. It's awesome. 
Yes. As long as you can still get the caliber of player at 15 that you can get at 10, it's a no-brainer. It's easy to me. Um, that's the only challenge. Because the challenge to me is if you move down, like say you go to Chicago, and by the time you get there, the three top receivers are gone. Kyle Pitts is gone. Panay Sewell is gone. Rashawn Slater has gone. Five quarterbacks are gone. Um, Sertan and Horn are gone. And uh, JOK is gone. Micah Parsons is gone. And let's say you have to pick Aziz Ajilari down there. Or you have to pick – I'm trying to think. Who would you be targeting at 20? Greg Newsom, Greg, uh, the Greg Northwestern yeah, corner. Greg, I would say Greg Tevin Newsom. Jenkins, yeah. taking Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State offensive tackle. Like you're moving into – and maybe they turn out to be as good. But I think you're moving into a little bit different tier of prospect at that point for whatever your return is. So I just want everything that I want. I want the top tier prospect and I want the extra pick. You want it all. You want your cake and you want to eat it too. That's it. it. Why else would we have cake? Yeah, exactly. Um, So I guess then the last scenario is uh, the scenario that you particular would love. Kyle Pitts falls to 10 and the Cowboys just say, you know what? Let's just add all the offensive weapons. Let's just give Dak all the weapons to play with. Let's give him Jarwin, Pitts, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, Gallup. Let's ride, put Zeke in the backfield, possibly even swing him out and just just try try to try to beat us. Put your best corner and and just pick your poison. Yeah. Um so Kyle after Pitts, that, yeah. And then you pick nine defensive players. Yep, exactly. You hope that you hit on two or three of them, and everybody's gonna be super mad that you picked Kyle Pitts, and I don't care. Because yep. can I use big cuss words? You can here? use whatever you want, Jeff. Okay. So, like, when people are like, first of all, you can't pick a tight end in the top ten. Second of all, you have to pick defense. I say, it's not a tight end. It's Kyle fucking Pitts. It's difference. There's, yeah. It's a different thing. He's Thanos. He's not yeah. – like, he's different. If yeah. teams continue to treat Amari Cooper as the number one option, then Kyle Pitts is going to eat. If teams do like teams did in college football and say Kyle Pitts is the problem, then the receivers get to eat. It's, it's glorious. Watch Kadarius Toney against um, – Against Bama. Yeah. Because Bama knew we got to stop Kyle Pitts. Yeah. South Carolina, when they played South Carolina, where'd J.C. Horn go? J.C. Horn covers the best player. He went to Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So your best receivers are looking around like, huh, sweet. <laughs> the best corner's over there. This is amazing. Uh, Kyle Pitts is just too good to pass. If he's yeah. there at number 10, you pick him. And you don't think twice about it. And then you go back and you go, okay, guys, crap. Um, we need defensive help. And you're like, okay, well, we got nine more picks. So if we need to, we can package um, our two and one of our fours to move up there and make sure that we get Asante Samuel, make sure that we get Richie Grant. We can back here. We can uh, pick, we can move a five and our other three to make sure we get this linebacker that we want or whatever. You can make it work. You can make it work. Kyle Pitts, take him. The end. Yep. Yep. That's it. End of story. It's Kyle fucking Pitts, man. Kyle, Kyle fucking Pitts. It's Kyle fucking Pitts. I, lo- I love it. I love it. If you're six foot, you're too small. If you're six three, you're too slow. You can't yeah. cover Kyle Pitts. You don't no. have anybody that can cover him. No yeah. team out there does. God, I, I'm. I really, really want Kyle Pitts to fall to ten. I, I can't. I like. I have dreams about it, and uh, it's it's getting a little scary. Um, <laughs> so now, just in general, I want to talk about day two and day three guys, like second, third, fourth round picks, just in general, maybe not for the Cowboys, but just in general, who are some guys that you're obviously you, I, like, I know you love Richie Grant. I know you love Basham. I know you love uh, Lynn McNeil um, just from listening to your videos and listening to your content. Um, 
but what are some other guys that maybe guys like me who don't watch as much film on some of these guys have not heard of and they're maybe sleeping on? Um, let me see here. So day two gives me the second and third round to play with. So like at corner, I think there's so many good corners in this draft class. Um, my favorite guy on day two is going to be Kelvin Joseph. That's assuming he makes it to day two. Boss Man Fat, Kentucky. Um, he's a good musician too. Look him up on YouTube, Boss Man Fat. Um, but like this is my second round of corners in this draft. Kelvin Joseph, Asante Samuel Jr., Ifietu Melifanwu, Syracuse, big dude. Caleb Farley. Um, because unlike other people who just leave Caleb Farley where he was, like, oh, yeah, first-round pick, I'll put him where I'll pick him. Yep. If the top six are gone and I'm at 44 and my doctors are like, hey, we think he's fine, he's whatever, it's going to be fine, then, okay, then I pick him. Um, after that is Elijah Molden, Washington slot corner, probably play safety too. Aaron Robinson, Central Florida corner, he's a monster. He plays the slot, but he just mugs people. He's just – UCF dudes are tough. They're nasty. Richie Grant, Tay Gowen, he opted out this year, didn't play, but he's like a third-round guy to me. But UCF dudes are tough. Uh, Eric Stokes, Georgia, second round. Paulson Adebo, Stanford. Uh, I got him at the top of the third. Thomas Graham is Oregon – and Tyson Campbell, Georgia, like those are all first three rounds. It's a really good corner class. Safety, I've mentioned Grant and Merrig, Divine Diablo at Virginia Tech. I'm the only guy who likes him that much, but I don't care. He's like 6'2", 6'3", 230 something. You want to play linebacker, he'll play linebacker. You want to play safety, he'll play safety. He's a monster. Hamza Nasiruddin is kind of the same thing. Giant dude, box safety at Florida State. Jamar Johnson at Indiana is allergic to tackling. He has no idea how, but he'll go get the ball. Javon Holland at Oregon. So I love the secondary on day two. Love it, love it, love it. God, I love the whole draft on day two, though. D tackles, Barmore, Marvin Wilson, Alim McNeil. Uh, I always forget how to say Anwazrike. I don't know how to say his name. He's yeah, at Washington. I have no he went idea to the same there. high school I did. No. Um, Tui Pelotu, the nose tackle from USC. Got him in the third round. Tommy Togai. Ohio State, uh, nose tackle, although he's 296 pounds, but don't worry about that. He's a monster. Uh, Shelvin, the LSU D tackle. Odigizua, the he's UCLA too, right? Like his brother? Don't worry about it. Nah. D tackle. There's, there's a lot of D tackles I like. Edge rushers, like them on day two. Offensive linemen, there's some that I like on day two. It's just, it's a great draft on day two. We need all the picks. We have to get all the picks so, so that we can have all the players. It sounds like our favorite scenario would be draft Kyle Pitts and then just take any of those amazing corners safeties on day two or trade down. It, I mean, it, I mean, obviously Sertan would be great. I'm not, not hating on Sertan, but if you don't get Sertan at, at 10, it's not the end of the world because there is just so many good corners and safeties and defensive tackles even that are going to go day two, day three, that you can just, you can stockpile a bunch of them. So getting yeah, Kyle Pitts I mean just would be the end of the world. In theory, you could come out of this, let's just do um, without a trade down. You took Kyle Pitts, so now I've got a two and i got two threes. All right, so my second round pick is Kelvin Joseph. I didn't get a safety. My third round pick is Jamar Johnson to, at free safety. My second third round pick is how about Rashad Weaver, Edge, Wake Forest, or no, make it Tommy Togai, the nose tackle out of Ohio State. Like those dudes are going to compete for snaps 
all of them right now. You can, you can find guys on day two, and maybe it's just overconfidence in your own scouting ability, but I believe that. I think Tommy Togai is a rookie or um, Tui Pelotu, the USC defensive tackle. If one of those is available at 99, I think they're helping you as a rookie. If you draft Kelvin Joseph, I think he's going to start for somebody as a rookie. If you get Jamar Johnson, I think he competes to start as a rookie. And then you get to day three and you throw more darts at the board. You got five more or whatever. What is it? One, two, three, four. You get six more. And find me a guy. Just find me a guy. We can find guys. We can do this. We can, we can take Kyle Pitts. It's going to be great. You're going to love yeah. it. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm, like I said, I'm hoping more and more every day that goes by that the Cowboys are able to, I, I mean, I would never trade up for Kyle Pitts. I mean, I guess, I mean, you know what? That, that's actually an interesting question. Uh, we haven't talked about trading up. Um, and it's probably not even an option, but if Kyle Pitts falls to seven or eight, you would not do it. I only trade up for quarterbacks. I okay. banned trading up unless it's a quarterback. Like if you just want to get offensive horny and uh, Pitts is gone, then just take Jalen Waddle. Right. Take the Alabama wide receiver. If you just want to go nuts, go nuts. But no, I'm not – like for all I'm talking about, forget that he's a tight end and forget the history of tight end. Top, when you start trading up for Kyle Pitts, then I'll be like, well, wait a minute, for a tight end? Uh, no, if that gift falls in your lap, you take it, but you don't give up picks for it. No, that's smart. I agree with that. I, I, would just, I just had to get your thoughts on that. Um, so KJ Wright has been in the news recently um, mentioned as a possibility that the Cowboys could go after him. Uh, Richard Sherman's another one. Um, we're, we're kind of going to go into like other free agency options here. Um, who do what positions or maybe players specifically, do you still think are options for the Cowboys to go get leading up to the draft? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm open to a corner. I'm open to a linebacker. But if Keanu Neal is going to be playing linebacker snaps yeah. and you still have Andrew you still have uh, Jalen Smith, like, I don't – like, I think what happened with K.J. Wright and Mike Fisher is a good friend of mine. But I think, like, somehow they got a hold of each other and K.J. was like, hey, I'd like to be a cowboy. Can you tell the story, please? Um, I Like, I'll take K.J. Wright in a heartbeat. And you'll play him at Sam, which means he'll play 20% of the snaps – and if somebody gets hurt, he could play one of the linebacker spots. Although I think Keanu Neal would be the one playing those snaps. So, like, I just don't know what the fit is for KJ Wright. Right. If the Cowboys are willing to spend for Richard Sherman, I'm in. But I still think Richard Sherman's going to be worth $10 million a year, maybe more. Um, so I don't see that one. I could see him signing another corner. I just I don't have a name off the top of my head out of the guys available that I think that they might. But I think they should because I don't want to go into camp assuming that I've already picked a corner, assuming Reggie Robinson can be one of my top five. And then my sixth guy is, hell if I know, Richard Robinson or Savion Smith, the practice squad guys that played last year. So I'd like to see a corner. I just don't know the name. All right, Jeff. Um, there, I, I wondered how I was going to attack this, but would you be interested in doing like a, a quick top 10 mock? You do one, I'll do two, back and forth? Yeah. All right. All right, so obviously you can start with one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so you're not gonna be, you're not gonna get all ballsy and take fields or. No, yeah. not no. gonna make it weird on you. No, that's fine. Uh, number two, uh, as much as I still think Justin Fields should be in consideration, and if the Jets aren't at least thinking about him over Zach Wilson right now, they're crazy. I think they are gonna take Zach Wilson at two. I don't think they're gonna pass up on him, but 
I, I think the Jets should really seriously, and I've been telling my buddy this for a couple of weeks now, I think they should really be considering Justin Fields at two. But what are you doing? But I'm doing Zach Wilson. All right. I'll take Justin Fields at three, and I will not take Mac Jones. The end. All right. Um, um, I do not have the draft order in front of me. Do you mind Atlanta. me? Atlanta's four? The wild, and that's the wild card spot. And that's the wild card. Is yes. somebody going to come take a quarterback? Will they take an offensive line? Will they take an offensive lineman? Hell, I don't know. I have no idea what Atlanta's. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to look up their depth chart real quick just to even know what they need. Um, as far, From the couple mocks I've done with my buddy, um, we've mocked anything from Kyle Pitts to Trey Lance to I think we even gave him one in one. We gave him Slater or Sewell because, I mean, they may need some offensive tackle help. But I'm really on the, on the belief that Matt Ryan maybe has a couple more years, but if, if what people believe with Trey Lance is that he needs to sit for a couple years or sit for a year if it's not the right system, uh, I, I I would not hate them taking Trey Lance at four, and that's where I think I'm going to go. Is I think I'm going to get the fourth straight quarterback off the board and give him. Okay, I am going to give Cincinnati Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver, because I believe that is going to be the pick. So Jamar Chase, Cincinnati, and you are up on Miami at Miami. six. Okay. Um, well, if Jamar Chase is gone, and that's who I I w- would be thinking the Dolphins would take at six if he's there. Obviously, if he's not, then you start talking about Devonta Smith. You tar- start talking about Kyle Pitts. Um, I think the best fit for their offense right now is probably Devonta Smith. So I think I would give him Devonta Smith here over Jalen Waddle, even though I think Jalen Waddle is the better player. Okay, well, I'm going to take Jalen Waddle next. I'm going to send him to Detroit, and he's going to go run real, real fast for Jared Goff and hope that Jared Goff can be good at sports. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's actually interesting because I think Jared Goff getting a change of scenery might be the best thing for him. I think – I'm not saying the Lions can make the playoffs. I'm not saying they can even compete. But Jared Goff, I think, has needed a change of scenery for probably a couple seasons now. And I, th- I think I – think, I'm not saying he needs a future there, but I think they can make something of that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that um, I think golf is better than he's getting credit for. And I think Stafford is worse than he's getting credit for. I think people are pretending that Stafford's about to be the best quarterback in the league and golf is, but because you saw the trade compensation and how much it said Stafford was better. Um, I don't know that there's a huge difference between those two and maybe I'm a whack job, but I, I think Stafford is better but I don't think it's as big a gap as people are pretending. And I think the quarterback and the head coach hated each other in LA. I, I, I believe so too. I, I think, I think Sean McVay always looked at golf and was like, man, why can't you be Carson Wentz? Why can't you be X, Y mobile quarterback here quarterback that, you know, I can just say, Hey, here's what the play I want to run. You got this right. And like, doesn't have to like tell him, all right, you're going to read here. You're going to snap here. You're going to, you're going to on one count and you know, just the typical system quarterback that Goff was. Where did we end up here? Uh, we end up with, uh, I think, uh, oh, Smith I and Waddle. Yeah. You're yeah. on the clock with Carolina. So since all four quarterbacks have gone, uh, the top four, not named Mac Jones, um, God, Carolina is an interesting, uh, they could take Sewell. They could take Slater. They could take, uh, Pitts is still there. They could take Pitts. I mean, they need their next Greg Olson and Lord that I, I really want to give them that, but you know, and most mocks that I've, uh, messed with, with the Panthers here, I think they're really desperate for a quarterback and I've been giving them Mac Jones at eight and having five quarterbacks in the top eight. And I think that's crazy, but you know, 
I mean, some teams get desperate, and, and, and I think you would agree, and you can tell me if you disagree, but some quarterbacks are viewed differently by certain teams. So maybe the Panthers think Mac Jones is a top 10 pick, top 15 pick, and it's worth it for them. That might work for them. I mean, you're talking about um, Matt Rule. You're talking about a guy who wants to run RPOs, a guy I'm sure he would rather it be Trey Lance, somebody who can also yeah. run it. But I think that makes sense. And so now we get to nine, and the problem is, is at nine, Denver has Noah Fant and Albert O at tight end. So I can't pick Kyle Pitts for them. Um, the other wild card is that right now, Sewell is on the board, and the Broncos have Bowles, who yeah. is a really good left tackle. So I don't know what Denver, you know what? I'll take Patrick Sertan for Denver. And now we get into the really, really interesting scenario where Kyle Pitts is available at number 10. And Not only that, we just drew up at a realistic scenario. Yes. Kyle Pitts, Panay Sewell, and Rashawn Slater are available. There's there's very real scenarios. There's very real scenarios on – on, Pitts, on draft versus, Pitts versus Sewell, to me, is two of the four best players in the draft. Yeah, I agree with that. One plays left tackle, which is a safer pick, and one's Kyle fucking Pitts. <laughs> well, if I'm the Cowboys in this situation, I'm taking Kyle fucking Pitts, and I'm not even thinking twice. So, <sighs> And that, that's, who I, that's who I would give the Cowboys a 10 right here in this spot. Mm, I might take Sewell. I know, I know. It, it would it'd be really, really tempting. It really would because I, I, I love, I love Pene Sewell. I, I, I love I, Slater. I love Rashawn Slater too. Yeah. I think him and Sewell are neck and neck. I think Slater's incredible. He just doesn't have the wingspan and like he's a better athlete. He's more technically sound. He's a better player, I think. But Sewell is a better prospect. Oh God. Um. Well, you know what? It's the tenth pick. You get to make it. So yeah. my opinion doesn't matter. Kyle fucking Pitts. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle fucking Pitts, man. Done. It's it. He's Thanos. It's it's over. It's done. The Cowboys are going it. for 50 points. And that's it. And that's I what love we do. It. Uh uh, you know what? I got a few minutes. Let's let's go to let's go all the way to 15. I think we can go. I maybe we can go all the way to 15. Let's go all the way to 15. So you get eleven, the New York Giants. Okay. Um my God. <sighs> Let me look at their line real quick. No, you're um, good. I'm going to have to do some do some scrambling, too. It's kind of off the top of the dome. i just like, oh, we've only gone like 30 minutes. I want to get like an extra 10 minutes. Let's, let's not get a few more picks. Let's, let's get some content in here. Okay. So they have Andrew Thomas at left tackle. They have Nate Solder. I will take for them, they added a Dory Jackson, too, to go with Bradbury. So I don't think it would be Horn. I'm going to go Rashawn Slater and play him at left guard. I'm going to go Rashawn. Rashawn Slater just went ahead of Panay Sewell. Okay. Um, well, I don't know exactly what the Eagles would be looking at here because to an extent they – I mean, how is their offensive line looking, Jeff? Could you tell me? Because I, I can't I can't tell you off the top of my head. How's not their offensive bad. line looking? Not good, not bad. If I had to guess on them, their secondary still butt. Um, yeah. Horn could go there. Yeah, that's 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 kind of where I was leaning. That's that's exactly kind of where I was leaning. I was kind of leaning either either Horn or um, Parson. Parsons has always seemed like an eagle to me. It just seemed like 
a, a eagle draft pick. And that is possible, or even JOK. Yes, um, exactly. One of those linebackers. That's always crossed my mind. But I, I think if we're being typical and we're being safe, I think J.C. Horn it would probably end up being the pick here at 12. I think that the Eagles would be fine getting one of the top two corners in the draft at 12. They got some draft capital, and they, you know, they're still the Eagles, but, you know, we, we move they on are. with that. They are. Okay, well, then that makes the Chargers the happiest team ever because the Chargers are taking Panay Sewell at 13. Yes. They do no. not have – I don't believe it's listed as Trey Pipkins as their left tackle, and if that's the case, he doesn't have a job anymore because Panay Sewell is going to be a Charger and be the left tackle. So has Slater gone off the board yet? Have we, have we, have yes, we, have we, I put Slater to the Giants at 11. Okay, okay. so all the offensive tackles are gone. Uh, Parsons is there. Um, quarterback's very murky. Obviously, the Vikings don't need a quarterback. But uh, honestly, just off the top of my head, the, the only pick that would make sense is either JOK or Micah Parsons here to the, to the Vikings as, as far as some value that they could get. Um, so I would probably lean Parsons just because he's probably the top linebacker on a lot of teams' boards. But I think as far as the player goes and possibly the fit, I think JOK would be the pick. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give him Micah Parsons at 14. Okay. Then I think because I was about to give Parsons to New England because yeah. Bill Belichick would love to have him because he'd oh, blitz he him all the time and he'd get wild. Um, but I think I can do that with JOK too. Would Belichick go nuts and bring Jalen Phillips in to be one of his stand-ups? It's 100% medical is that question. Yep. I'm going to go Jalen Phillips, okay. Miami pass rusher. I'm going to put him at 15. Okay. Do we want to keep going? We can keep going. Oh, dude, I, yeah, I don't care. I, I, right. Let's go. Bring him. Mike. I just have to keep Googling up the rosters to make sure I know who's on the teams. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to keep the draft order in front of me. I think I can pretty much – you know, get some of this. Arizona up. is 16, and then I got to get ready for the Raiders. Okay, Cardinals, well, huh, they were starting to have some really, really nice dreams before Penny Sewell and Sean Slater went a couple picks before them, but they were having dreams that they were going to fall in this scenario. Um, that's obviously not going to happen now. So, oh, boy, the Cardinals are a very interesting team. I'm not sure really what – I mean, they need, a, they need some um, – some what corners what do they need I, I, I know they got I know Patrick Peterson's no longer there so a corner is definitely was the first thing that popped into my head but um oh, man that's rough okay Cardinals their guards aren't good they're AJ Green's old and broken so I wouldn't be betting on him no um their pass rush is okay. They're short a corner. They do need a corner, and they're one of their linebackers is butt. So they could they could go all, all sorts of places. Uh, honestly, Greg Newsom has been rising up draft boards, and it would not surprise me if he went inside the top twenty at this point. He really wouldn't. Um, I don't know that the Cardinals would make that pick, but for me in this scenario, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give him Greg Newsom because I think. Greg Newsom's been rising up some draft boards. That's a good pick because I was going to give him to the Raiders next. Um, and instead, for the Raiders, they need corner help, but you took the corner. 
<laughs> How about Tevin Jenkins to play right tackle? Because they don't have a right tackle. They have a left tackle. They do not have a right tackle. So I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State tackle to the Raiders at 17. Well, that is probably who I was going to try to give to the Dolphins at 18. So that do they makes need a left tackle? Because if they needed a left tackle, take Christian Derisaw. I would Christian take Derisaw. I would take Derisaw over Jenkins straight up. I just took Jenkins because he plays right, and they need a right, not a left. See, see I, for the Dolphins, I was thinking uh, either um, Jenkins or Cosme is, was, were the two ones that were kind of going back. I was going back and forth between. But now that you took Tevin Jenkins, I think I think the Dolphins would probably take Cosme, but they might also very well take Derisaw as well. Um, I think they need often – I think – and another scenario that they that I've gone back and forth with on them here is taking Najee Harris, just getting another, just getting a really good running back, and just you know running, you know, giving Tua all his weapons and and going forward. But what a bad pick that would be! I know, I know, I know. running backs. I, I somehow think that that's what they're going to end up doing because they, they know more than we do. But I think if they were being smart here, they would be taking either Cosme or Jenkins. Obviously, since you took Jenkins, uh, Cosme here at eighteen. Okay, Washington. Oh, I'll take Derisaw. I'm going to take Christian Derisaw, left tackle. Done deal. Look at that. Bye bye. Wow, I don't want to do that, though, because Washington's going to have a really good team when I do that. Yeah. Their whole right side of the offensive line is good. Their pass rush is good. Their linebackers suck. Their secondary is okay. Damn it. I'm going to give them Derisaw, though. Okay. Um, the Bears at 20. Oh, boy. Well, they don't need defensive help, really, do they? <laughs> no, they need uh, they need um, corner. They need uh, do they need offensive line? Let me look up their offensive line real quick. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that's that's escaping me right now is their offensive line. Bears. Uh, uh, let's see. The Bears' offensive line is okay. Right guard is an issue, but outside of that, they're okay. Now, uh, how's their line? How their? I mean, they have Kalu Mack, obviously, but other than that, how's their linebacking core and their their defensive ends? Robert Quinn sure. sucked last year. Um, their three down guys are good, but they could use an edge rusher. God, they could use safety or corner. Um, so they could, they could go a lot of ways. So yeah, I'm. Uh, boy, it's really between two players for me here. Um, between Quiddy Pay and Jason Oa. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give him Quiddy Pay at twenty. Okay, which leaves me twenty-one, and that is the Colts. I'm going to give them an edge, too. Um, I'm going to give them Aziz Ajilari, okay. Georgia edge, my edge number one, by the yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. And he will be the third edge off the board, and the Colts will appreciate it because right now I believe their starters are Kamiko Toure and Ben Benagu. So um, Aziz is starting today. He left tackle, too, but now Aziz is probably going to be – he would be – let me see. Yeah, he's my top player available, so he goes. Well, um, since the Titans needed a very similar pick to what the Bears just took, and it was between – honestly, I, I, I put two or three players in my head for those two, and Quiddy Pay was one, um, Ojalary was one, um, 
Oa, uh, Jason Oa was one. And since he's the only one left, I think it makes sense for the Titans to take him here at 22. All righty. Let's see here. That gives me the Jets. There's going to be more than four corners that go in the first round. And they I know. Need, and they I need know. them. They need O-line too, though. Um, he's been hurt every year, but he's really, really good. Um, I'm going to give him Trevon Merrig. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't make that pick, though. No, I'm going to make a pick that I would want to make. I don't like okay. Merrig that much. I'm going to give them – show me their three wide. I'm going to give them Landon Dickerson. Okay. The Alabama center. Uh, Alabama center, okay. Yeah, I'm going to give – he's a stud. He's just blown out both knees, and like he's hurt every year. But he is a stud. Now, so now, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because we're going to try to finish up here. But um, Dickerson and Leatherwood, I know they're I know they're different, obviously tackle positions. Um, but of those two players, you like Landon Dickerson more, correct? I like Dickerson more. I mean, now Leatherwood was their left tackle, and a lot of the NFL teams are probably going to think he's a guard. Dickerson was their center, and some NFL teams are going to want to play him at guard. So it's a matter of which swing you need filled. But I think Dickerson is a stud at center, and I think Leatherwood is a good left tackle that could potentially be even better at guard. Um, but I think Dickerson's a first-round player. I think Leatherwood's a second-round player. All right, Jeff. I think I'm going to get a little uh, a little crazy here with the Steelers pick. Maybe not too crazy, but they do need a running back. James Conner is coming off uh, – coming going to be a free agent. Um, I'm not sure exactly how their running backs position is going to stack out, and I know taking first-round running backs is not great, but – I think Najee Harris, maybe. No, you know what? I think ETN might be the better fit for them at 24. So I There think, we go. Throw think, it to him. I think Travis ETN goes here at 24 to the Steelers. Okay. Um, now, then I get a smarter team, Jacksonville, who's yes. running back as an undrafted free agent from last year, yep. James Robinson. Yes. And Jacksonville – let me see. I'm looking at edges. I'm looking at corners. My edges. Phillips is gone. Ojalary's gone. Pay's gone. My next guy is Basham. Christian Barmore. Uh, da, 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 da. What else? What are my corners looking like? Jacksonville is going to take Asante Samuel Jr. Okay. He is going to play the slot for them, and he's going to kick ass because it's kind of what he does. And I, I actually love this scenario where all these corners and edge players are – okay, I don't love it because the Cowboys could use some of these edge players, but I do like it in, in, in a sense that it kind of opened – no, you know, I just don't like it. You know what? I don't like it at all. I don't know why I like it. I don't no, like it. No, we want the corners to hang around. Yeah, but we want that. No. But, they're, but they're corners. They're not yeah. going to. People no. are going to pick them. No. Like, you got the Newsoms, the Kelvin Josephs, the Asante Samuels, the Greg Newsom. All those guys are going to end up – or most of them, a few of them, are probably going to end up in day one as opposed to day two just because the need at corner is so big on for some of these teams. But a pick that is not a need uh, – or the team that doesn't need a pick at corner – uh, needs edge 
uh, is the Browns, and uh, your guy Carlos Basham is sitting right there, pretty. So, uh, boom, Carlos Basham. Okay, Browns. Boogie Basham is gone. Okay, okay, okay. That's all right. That's no problem. That's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem at all. Let me get to the Ravens here. We're going all the way through this round. So yes, yes, we are. I should write this crap down so that That's I have right. it in front I, of me for later. Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to make you send me this video so I can post it too. Oh, no, I will definitely send it to you, 100%. Um, okay, Baltimore. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh. I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, no, you don't. You have no idea where I'm going because he didn't test super well, and I'm the only one who loves him. But Nick Bolton is a oh. raven. Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton is 100% a Raven. It's going to be Patrick Queen and Nick Bolton playing linebacker, and wow. they're going to fly around and smash heads. It's going to be incredible. Yep, Nick Bolton. I could have gone receiver, but I'm going Nick Bolton. Okay. Um, all right. Um, ooh, the Saints are really, 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 really interesting. Um, they're, uh, are we going to go another corner? Um, oh, boy. They do need a corner. Um, man, we, this might be a really bad – after the Cowboys got Kyle Pitts, this might be the worst-case scenario for them in this mock that we've been doing so far um, because I think I'm going to go ahead and give the Saints Kelvin Joseph. Oh, what a jerk. I know. I know. I was going to give him Samuel, but you took Samuel. So. Okay, well, I'm going to give the Packers um... – Aaron Rodgers will like me more than he likes his current front office. I'm going to yeah. give him Elijah Moore, the old Miss receiver, okay. because that dude lining up in the slot is absolutely lethal. Now, Super athletic, great after the catch, explosive route runner. He's going to love it. Love are, you, it. are you taking Elijah Moore over Kadarius Tony for fit or just because you think he's a better player also? I, on my receiver rankings, they're the top of the second round's all really close, but that's where okay. I have Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Rashad Bateman and Rondale Moore. Oh, shit. I forgot um, a Rashad Bateman. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm putting Elijah Moore in Green Bay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to end this, or not end this, but um, um, sorry, there's two more picks. Um, but I'm really going to make the Cowboys uh, not very happy with this pick. Also, um, another corner off the board. Oh, what a jerk. I know, man. There's just, there's just too many teams that need corner help. It's, it's, it, and it's why they're all – we're probably going to end up with 10 corners in the first round, and, it's gonna, and everyone's going to be the, have their mind blown. Uh, Tyson Campbell at 30 to the Bills. Okay. 31. I also thought about Eric Stokes, but anyway, continue. 31. <laughs> oh, Bateman or Tony. I know the Chiefs. I'm yeah. picking a wide receiver. Um, yeah. oh, I think Rashad Bateman in that offense would – oh, my goodness. I think you put Bateman outside opposite yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yep. But no, 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 no. I'm taking Tony. You're I think, taking Tony? I think Andy Reid's a whack job. He's going to want the after catch dude, and it's just going to get nuts. So, like, gonna, gonna have to, Tyreek Hill 2.0? Him, they're going to run out Tony, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and McCole Hardman. They're just going to be burning all over the place. I'm going Tony. <laughs> all right, just go down. Just go 10 yards down, just 10, 15 yards. Just sprint down the field, and we're going to throw you the ball, and Mahomes just going to unleash it. I'm just going to, you know. Needs offensive line help, but he's just going to do this little thing where he goes like this and whatnot. And Don't worry about the, the offensive line. Just get the ball out faster. Now, for this last pick, uh, the Bucks. I'm 
in all the mocks that I've done, I have not at all been able to peg what the Bucks would do. Could they take a running back? Could they take Harris here? Sure, because they, I don't know if they believe in Ronald Jones, but I don't think that they'd be too crazy to do that. But then again, the Bucks really, there's not really much that they absolutely need. So it would be They're like bringing Fournette back too, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm thinking after in a year he'd probably be gone. But yes, they have Fournette and Jones right now, so that's why I'm I'm hesitant to give them Najee Harris because then at that point they become the Patriots, Tom Brady's old team, where they like to just take all the running backs and you know, yeah, blah blah blah. God, they have they have a really good roster. Um, they really do, don't they? They God, do you go receiver again? Uh, see, Bateman I, I, with Tom Brady, that's a fit. Yeah, yeah, that that that's that's very very intriguing. Um. I've also thought about an offensive line. I don't know how much I really need it, but I thought about Mayfield in this scenario. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give him Rashad Bateman because you know what? I, I think I, I don't think you can pass up giving Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Rashad Bateman, Mike Evans. Oh, Lord. And Gronk. And Gronk. Oh, boy. It, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the Chiefs and the Bucks would have – I mean, they would – be able to compete with the Cowboys when it comes to just weapons, just weapons on the field. Like they're, they're teams that if they play would get it'd be, the final scores would be like 48 to 45. We got Kyle Pitts though, right? Yeah, we got Kyle okay. Pitts. That's what All I'm right. saying. So we got, Kyle, it, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Jeff, I cannot thank you enough for coming on here, sir. It means the world to me. It means the world to me. My buddy it means, the, it just means the world to us. Um, we, we've been trying for forever just to get we just want good content we just want to put good content out to our to our viewers and you give some of the best content i've seen ever and i cannot thank you enough jeff do you want to plug yourself and uh let people know where they can find you on twitter and social media uh yeah i'm at jc1053 on twitter i have a youtube channel jeff cavanaugh yeah. i'm on the radio in dfw on the home of the cowboys from two to seven uh you can listen on the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y if you're out of the listening area and then I want you to plug your stuff because I'm going to ask you to send me this file and then I'm going to upload it to my YouTube so okay. people will see you on here on my page as well. So you All plug right. your stuff. All right. We are at Amateur Fan Pod on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure if it's spelled with T-U-E or T-E-U. I kind of – I can't. Oh, my God. I, I, hold on. Let me look it up before we end it. Hold on. For crying I, out loud! I, I, no, Jeff, I met I messed up when we when we made this a, a couple like a year and a half ago. I I spelt the email one way and the and the Twitter handle another way. And, All right, uh, Twitter is at uh, now. I'm not sure how amateurs really spell. Yeah, no, it's E U on Twitter. E U R. Okay. I, I think we spelt it right on the right on the Twitter handle. I do not think it's spelt right. I think it's a U E on the email. So that's you know. That's what it is. But uh, um, uh, my Twitter handle is at Chase Aguirre. You can follow me there. Um, I tweet everything sports. So, you know, I break everything down the best way I can. And then uh, my buddy um, on the pod is at Ertaza Blue. And, uh, yeah, we're the Amateur Fan Pod. And that's, you know, we, we try to put out good content. We try to, you know, do mocks every other week or at least twice, two or three times a week. And uh, we're just – we're just – we're aspiring – Aspiring podcasters trying just to, you know, have fun with it. Well, people love mocks. It's a good strategy. Do yeah. all the mocks. We, we, we're actually going to hop on one right now after, the, after we jump off here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be trying to post that either late tonight or tomorrow. There you go. Tear it up, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great day. And uh, hopefully maybe after the draft we can try and get this together again. And we can... Yeah. All right. As long as well, you don't call me sir. Okay.
I will not call you sir. Jeff. I'd rather you call me dickhead than <laughs> dickhead? sir. All right. Yeah. All right. Be better. All right, dickhead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeff, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a great no day. No worries.